Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirstie. Hey, Kim. It sure is a wonderful kind of day. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Hey, what a wonderful kind of day. We can learn to work and play and and get get along with each other. That song. Yes, (laughs) that song. It gets stuck in my head in the best way possible. I'm not even mad at it. It's so joyful. And we are incredibly joyful to be chatting with the one and only Mark Brown. Oh my goodness. We love him. Yes, I know. (laughs) He made Arthur. He brought Arthur into all of our lives. We are so excited to talk to him. Today, we're talking about his latest book, Believe in Yourself, What We Learned from Arthur. We love how Arthur is a safe and emotionally healthy friend for all kids, and the humor and heart in his books are amazing, and they make the books classics. Okay, let's talk. Mark, it is such an honor to have you here. We are so grateful for your time. So Arthur is one of the most iconic characters in children's books. He made his way into readers' hearts 45 years ago, which is just amazing. Can you give us a quick look into Arthur's origin story? Where did that spark of inspiration come from for his first adventure, Arthur's Nose? It came possibly on one of the worst days of my life. I was teaching at a small college in Boston, and the college closed. And uh, it was a sad day, and I went home, and I remember tucking my son, who was about four years old then, into bed, and he said, Dad, will you tell me a bedtime story? And, you know, I just felt terrible. (laughs) Where am I going to get a story? (laughs) How do I pay for diapers and shoes? (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. You know, so he helped me and he said, oh, tell me a story about a weird animal. And I guess I must have been thinking alphabetically because uh, aardvark (laughs) popped into my head. And, you know, I thought, well, that's an underserved animal in the pantheon of children's literature. Yes, definitely. Let's go with that. (laughs) And then he wanted his name. And I said his name was Arthur. And then he said... What's he look like? So I drew him a little picture. And, you know, as I was drawing it, I realized his nose was so prominent. And I thought, well, maybe the story is about a problem he's having with his nose. And, you know, I 
I guess I didn't realize at the time I had a problem too. And so I was <laughs> using this story to kind of work out my therapeutic needs at the time. And little did I know, you know, when I wrote this book, Believe in Yourself, and it was really special for me because it was the first time I had written a book directed at kids who were grown-ups now who were sharing these books with their kids. Yes. And so it made it really special and challenging too at the same time. When I went back and, and reread Arthur's Nose, the book ends with the line, there's a lot more to Arthur than his nose. <laughs> And you that know, was foreshadowing, if nothing else is. Exactly. <laughs> Little did I know what was in store for How me. How much more? Yeah. Wow. And I'm actually a therapist, and I use books bibliotherapeutically. Wow. And you have so many good social-emotional themes in the book series and also the TV show. I know that so many kids and adults have been able to learn and work through their own things because of what you have written. Thank you. Do you do you happen to know the books that I do with my wife Lori? When dinosaurs die and yes, um, I love those books. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. The first time I met Fred Rogers, he was one of our first guest stars on Arthur, and he had just lost his friend Johnny Costa, who played the piano on his show Forever. Mm. And I wanted to take him a little gift, and so I took him the book When Dinosaurs Die and a little stuffed animal of Arthur. And I got in the car and I'm driving to the airport and I got stuck in a traffic jam. And oh. it was just, I was like ready to scream. Mm. And I missed my flight to Pittsburgh. Oh no. Goodness. And everyone else on the show was, you know, off to Pittsburgh. And when I got to the airport, I was almost in tears. I was whining and the woman <laughs> at the desk said, what's your problem? And I said, I missed my flight and I have to get to Pittsburgh as fast as possible. I have a, an appointment with Mr. Rogers. And he said, <laughs> the Mr. Rogers? And I said, yeah. And before I knew it, I was on the next flight to Pittsburgh in first class. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. So I get to Pittsburgh and the receptionist said, well, everyone's at lunch, but just go down to the end of the hall and you can wait in Fred's office. So I opened the door and there was Fred sitting on his oh. sofa and he said, oh, Mark, I've been waiting for you. Oh, my goodness. And it was like wow. all the tension of the morning just melted away. And I gave him the book and he said, oh, I know this book. I use it all the time with families. And then I gave him the Arthur doll and we had this wonderful day. And I, I drew him because one of the best parts of my job is turning our celebrity guests into animals. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes. Okay, the best part of the day, I'm leaving, saying goodbye to him, and I'm walking away down the hall. And I hear this little voice, Mark, Mark. And I turn around and Fred's door is open just enough for Arthur's head to look out and he's using him like a puppet. He said, don't worry about me. I'll be just fine. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, oh, that makes my heart happy. He was the real deal, that guy. And how much he taught me 
about how to use television or books to be helpful to kids. They're so powerful. It's so powerful. And I love what you had said earlier too, Mark, about how, you know, not only are these books helping kids when they read the book, but when you were writing the book or figuring out the story with your son, that was also helping you while you were writing it. And I feel like that's so true, you know, for authors and illustrators is books are so powerful and magical Mm. at every stage for everyone who touches it. What I learned, and I was terrified when I agreed to do the television series because I had no preparation for this. And here I was walking into this big project, but I learned how similar books and television shows really are. You know, you write your script, you cast your characters, you design the sets, the costumes, but with television, I could make them move. I didn't have to look for that moment in the text where I had to stop frame what I was seeing in my head. And I learned that with television, we could tell stories that we couldn't necessarily do in a picture book. Like yes. uh, explain to kids what it's like to have asthma. You know, Buster mm-hmm. invited kids, his friends into his lungs to show them what it's like to have asthma. And or Muffy had head lice. How many books about <laughs> head lice? Can right. Yeah, you published? can't really do that. <laughs> Yes. So that leads to our next question, which is, and you've kind of touched upon this, but how did you come up with so many ideas for your Arthur stories? That is the question kids ask me most often when I visit a school. And I tell them that the best stuff happens in real life. We just have to keep our eyes and our ears open for good stories. They're around us every day. We just have to pull them out of the air. Mm-hmm. And have fun with them, you know, yes. uh, because I really believe that kids learn best through humor. It's a wonderful teaching tool. And it's something that I have used over the years. Definitely, That's a way to hook them, right? Capture them, get them in. And they learn something along the way. And you really do a good job of just having the mm-hmm. humor and the heart. We're going to laugh and we're going to feel. That's good to hear. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, Arthur is that character that is safe, right? We know we're going to go on this adventure with him, but we know it's all going to end up okay. And we're going to laugh a little bit and we're going to just be with a friend that we can feel comfortable with and be ourselves with. And if DW gets in the way once in a while. Well, (laughs) you know, that happens. I grew up with three younger sisters. Really Uh. funny, very (laughs) strong female characters on which I based DW. I love it. So thank you, Bonnie, Colin, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like you said, inspiration is everywhere. You just have to be ready to grasp at it. So over 65 million copies later, we have a new book with Arthur, Believe in Yourself, What We Learned from Arthur. Can you tell us what was the inspiration behind this compilation of quotes and life lessons? I wanted to do something to commemorate, to celebrate 45 years of books, 25 years of television shows. Arthur's now the longest running animated kids show in history. I mean, I never could have imagined that. I thought two years if I'm lucky. And so I wanted to do something. And the logical choice became a book. And I got to go back 
and do something I've always wanted to do. In the television shows, someone else is drawing my characters. And that was the hardest thing for me, actually, in doing the show, was I had to share. (laughs) (laughs) What would Arthur say about that, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) And so I got to redraw all new art from shows and moments in the books that I got to kind of tweak and refine. How fun. You know, make it feel like a whole that the television shows and the books just because of the media difference, they were different entities. So, but in this book, I could bring them together in a way that was satisfying. Yeah, it's a nice blend between those two mediums. It almost feels like a self-help book for kids in this world that we're living in these days where life is a little bit hectic and can feel overwhelming. You know, we want this sense of We're all in this together. It's all going to be okay. And I feel like that's what this book is. You know, like you said, geared towards kids because it's Arthur and it's the children's series. But also, I don't know, I I read it as an adult and it just made me feel happy and Uh like everything was going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. It's my first adult review. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes. It was so much fun to read. And Arthur has taught so many wonderful lessons. We're curious about how did you decide what to include in the book? There's so much more. There's so much material that you had to draw from. That that was a difficult job, finding things that really, it was a personal choice. Uh, But I found things that were meaningful to me from books and shows and things that I hoped would be inspirational to kids of any age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we're all six-year-olds, right? It works. Are, it works. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I used to be terrified of having to get up in front of a group and talk. And someone <laughs> told me, just imagine everyone as six-year-olds in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it. where Arthur's underwear came from? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a request from kids over and over again from school visits and you know, I thought, I better do this book. Kids have wonderful ideas, and I really do listen to them when they suggest them. It turned out to be a good thing. Uh, Underwear is always a hit with kids, I think. (laughs) Do you have a favorite storyline of Arthur's? I enjoy reading Arthur's teacher trouble to kids. Mm. I love the twist at the end. And, you know, I think that was a, a part in the series where I began to understand the power of the endings of these books and to really give kids a little surprise at the end. And that was fun for DW to have her come up and, you know, who knows, maybe in the future she will have Mr. Rapper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> well, are there more Arthur books coming? Or is this your way of kind of wrapping up the writing well, portion? Well, you know, I, when I began it, I thought, well, this could be it because I'll probably never write a memoir. But I should never say never, right? I mean, how many yeah, times don't say never to that. I had a comeback? <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Or <laughs> People say yeah. they're retiring and they really don't. Especially when it's something that you love doing and you're making such a powerful impact for good in the world. I'm convinced that children's authors and illustrators never retire. They just, you know, work as long as we are functioning. What I'm working on now is a preschool animated series for kids. I've always wanted to just move things down a little bit lower with the age target range 
And I'm surprised at how much more fun it is. Yay. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm on parole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It's a little frog and his name is Hop. And he and his friend live in Fair City. And there are no adults in this world. So it's this group of friends helping out one another and, you know, teaching the power of friendship and kindness to kids, which, boy, these days, we just can't have enough of that in our lives. We need it. That's beautiful. Agreed. We definitely need it. We usually ask the question, when someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Now, the title of this book kind of tells us a little bit (laughs) of what you hope people feel or learn, but can you elaborate on it a little bit and tell us what you want the takeaway to be for readers? Well, yeah, finding a title for the book, when am I going to call this? And then I thought about how many times I visit schools and the kids sing to me the Arthur theme song and believe in yourself, just jumped out. And then I remembered another moment with Fred Rogers. He came to my studio to film uh, an episode about demystifying animation for kids. Well, the crew was setting everything up. Fred and I had a chance to talk and He was so amazing. The first thing he says to me is, Mark, tell me about your grandma, Thora. It was as if he reached into my soul because as a kid, she was that one person in my life who believed I could be an artist someday. She saved all my drawings in her bottom dresser drawer and Mm -hmm. saved like two or $3 a week to help me go to college someday. And You know, just was an amazing woman in many ways. I won't go into all the ways, uh, but one of the most remarkable people I have known. And Fred said, oh, she sounds a lot like my grandpa McFeely. He was that person for me in my childhood. And you know, Mark, every child needs just one person in their life to believe in them, to make it. And, you know, I thought about that and... I thought about all the times I visit schools and I see these interactions with teachers and kids and how teachers so often are that one person. For me, I had an art teacher who was just as powerful in my development as my grandma Thora. I never would have gone to art school and this would never have happened without her understanding that this was a possibility for me before I knew it was. But so anyway, that's where the title for the book came from, and it seems right. A big thank you to Mark Brown for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Believe in Yourself, what we learned from Arthur. Check out the show notes to learn more about Mark and all of Arthur's adventures. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.